You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hello. Wow, we are live with our 150th episode ever, right? The big now. one, baby. The big one, the big 150 that shows that you and I really like need to hop, need need another hobby. Or... <laughs> well, we're looking at uh, what three years now? Almost, almost three years. We've been. No, doing I think this? it's been over three years. Well, we only do one a week, 52 weeks in the year. So, well, no, but we've trashed a bunch of episodes. Like we've recorded a bunch that have never come out before. Yes, and we've also true. missed a few weeks. So, so I think we're actually short of three years. Yeah. Okay. So it's three years ish. Clearly, neither of us has it together enough to actually be keeping track. Mm. So <laughs> we'll just say no, that it's no, we three have not. Years. No, we have not. We're three years adjacent. All right. I'm just going to share this. So what I want to encourage our live listeners to do right now is to share this. I don't want to address the fact that we're live on Facebook too much now because this episode has to live in audio format forever. But share it and let people know. Uh, that it's happening, and then now we're going to shut up about it. Well, people listening on the podcast don't know what you're talking about. We're actually live on Facebook at the same time that we're recording this week's podcast because it is episode number 150, and we thought, what better way to celebrate this milestone than to have some huge technical screw-up plague us for the entire broadcast. So that's what we're going for. We've decided at the last moment to try and go on to Facebook Live at the same time. Yes. And, and there's no way it's going to work clean. Matter of fact, this is the 231st attempt we've done today. Mm. We started two days ago on this journey <laughs> and have not slept or eaten while we tried to get it to go live on Facebook. But maybe no, this time, uh, maybe this time will be the charm. No, it will. It, it's fine. It's right. Hey, uh, if we stop talking about it, maybe it'll go well. Like that's you think that's, that's the, the key? Main thing. Yeah, <laughs> we can't like look directly at it. It's like the T Rex in <laughs> Jurassic Park. It's it senses movement. If you don't move, it can't see you. So let's not even address the elephant in the room. Like when you move forward with our show. Like when let's your kid. Like when your kid falls down, you're like, don't look at him, because if they see you look at him, then, <laughs> then the crying, gonna... <laughs> the crying is going to start. If there was no one around, my three-year-old would fall down, get up, look, and just keep trucking. If she sees sure. daddy, it's, it's, it's tears. It's nothing but tears. So you just got back from a, a big old trip? I did. I just, um, I just got back from a trip, the, the LuLaRoe Cruise, which is uh, my wife sells LuLaRoe clothing as well as the other 14 companies that she runs. And um, <laughs> if you qualify for the cruise, you have to sell a certain amount in a six-month period, uh, yada, yada, yada. And she did the same thing last year. So you go on the boat, and there's like you know 2,000 women who sell LuLaRoe, and they have conferences and meet and greets with the owners and question-answer sessions and stuff like that. Let me tell you something. You run a billion-dollar company like this. is Mark and Deanne are the co- people who own the company. Uh, and it's impressive that uh, they had b- sales of $1.7 billion last year. And then they will put everybody in a giant coliseum room there and put up microphones. And they will answer any question that you come at them with. And there are people who get up there and just, I mean, well, why are you doing this? And you should do that. And you should. And, they, and they're like, okay, okay, well, that's a fair question. And here's- do they just pick up a big stack of money and throw it at them? I know. <laughs> it's, well, it's just, you know, I, I really like it because you would think at some point, if it was me, at some point I'd be like, listen, I'm not coming out of my ivory mansion. Just send my lawyer down there to take these questions Absolutely, from people. Yeah. Have them submit them in writing in triplicate form, and then we'll have our public relations firm uh, address your concern possibly. That's 
that is pretty admirable that they get but out there. They with absolutely the get right down there, man. They'll get right up there and be like, "Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to tell you why we do it that way. I'm going to tell you why we tried this and it didn't work, or you know." And uh, and <laughs> people are a holes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how long did it take you to figure that out? <laughs> you know, but uh, but it's a uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun and a lot of Lularoe. If you don't know the brand, it's a very loud, a lot of loud patterns. So it's, yeah, it's very basically colorful. you got a boat full, the largest cruise ship in the world, filled with three thousand people in ugly leggings. Yes. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm that's not true, Gary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of them are attractive, although pizza slices. Pizza slices. I'm paying for my children's college with ugly leggings, and they're not ugly, and the, and people love the pizza slices. They're, and what's funny is they have a night called Lularoe Suit Night, where the goal is to wear Lularoe from head to toe. So you'll be wearing like the pizza slice leggings and the pizza slice shirt covered by the pizza slice wrap, and people ah. try to find the most offensive stuff that they can and wear it head to toe, and it's hilarious. One woman was dressed in nothing but everything she was wearing was hot dogs, <laughs> and then she had a giant hot dog on her head. I mean, <laughs> I would just get the uh, Lularoe everything flesh colored and skin tight, so yes. that it just you know as close to nude as you can possibly yes. go in public. Well, what I like, I, I, what I like is that this year for the first time um, they introduced just for the people who sell, they're actually starting. They introduced some men's shirts that are basically Hawaiian shirts like we wear twenty four seven in Florida, and so I'm hoping that they will actually introduce that line so that I can actually wear the clothing as well. Because how cool would it be? To have, you know, a thousand shirts in your garage. Anytime you need a new shirt, you can just go down there and shop in your own garage. That- well, that's, that is convenient. And, and I have heard, as the old saying goes, the family who dresses poorly together stays together. Like, listen, that's- listen. It's not poorly at all. Did you, did, did you miss the $1.7 billion comment that I made about how much they sold And, last and right year? before that, you said, man, people are a-holes. Uh, so not, like, not the people. You're, you're, you're not like talking- weighing those things against no, the No, I, mean, I like- mean the people who will ask you a question, you know, you know, people who will ask you a question when it's like, you know, you have no idea what it takes to run a corporation of this size. And yet, you're, so you're going to get up in front of these group of people and ask just a question that really just a stupid question. So you hear that all the time. But you're not going to convince me that something is good just because it's popular. For example, I sure. put to you Crocs. Those are the ugliest right. shoes ever made. And I see them all the time. I see people wear them to like, Formal events, like they're sneaking in, like wearing a suit with Crocs, you know, like those. Well, that, I tell you, those though, are very popular. I tell you, the thing about the Crocs is the same thing that, that with the Lularo is even if you don't like it, if you wear it, you like the way it feels, and that's why people like Crocs is they love the convenience of it and they like all that stuff, you know. And the same that's thing. Why with I don't want to put them on? I, I just don't want to go there and then like them, and then now I'm and the now guy you're who wears st- Crocs. Now you're, now you're stuck with like me in flannel shirts. Well, flannel shirts are also, you know, that's a good classic piece of clothing. That's not, you know, a flannel shirt has always been in style to one degree or another. I think you're pretty solid, especially if you live in the woods. But I don't live in the woods. I live in Florida. There are trees near your house. There are trees near my house. Palm trees. Well, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Okay, fine. Hey, I I also just wanted to say I got back from uh, the Cincinnati, the Photo Pro Expo, and man, those guys are awesome up there. Bert and Al Benke run a really cool convention. I had a good time speaking for them. Um, And then I got back to the studio, and I realized that I had done something, and I may have taken on a project that's over my head. Okay. Um, Oh, some stuff's falling off my desk. It's live, people. Um, Check this out. If you're watching live, you're going to see this, and then I'll explain to you what I pulled out for those of you who don't see the video. Right out of this box right here. <sighs> All right, what are we looking at? Oh, what do we got there? Well, that's a big uh, a Mamiya RZ67. That's medium format, I'm guessing, a medium yeah. format camera? That's a, I, yeah, I have borrowed from a good friend of mine. 
he lent me his Mamiya RZ67 Pro 2 with a prism finder. And, uh, I mean, this thing is, I swear to God, I don't even know. I had to watch YouTube videos to figure out what all the buttons were oh, on this man. thing. It you is, could, and it you is, could kill a coyote with that thing. Dude, well, it's I'm huge. telling you what. If you put this in a t-shirt cannon, you could kill an elephant with it. Like, it is not a joke. Wow. It's probably, with all these accessories, this is probably 13 to 15 pounds. Like, wow. it's... It's definitely over 10 with all this crap on it. But anyway, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do uh, shoot a little bit of film. Do a little, uh, little bit of a film oh, project. Oh, bless you, my son, yeah, with the film. You, know, you go on with your bad self. Fred Wendholz just, hey, Fred, just uh, chimed in with a comment that says that's his favorite medium format camera. Everywhere I went online said that this thing is just like the cat's pajamas, man. It's supposed to be just the absolute best. But check this out. This has got bellows focusing. Boom. It actually... <laughs> Moves the lens a distance from the film. Wow! And, yeah, it's crazy. I am still working out how to how to use it because it you like when you zoom in the the head or the lens using the bellows, it has a conversion chart on the side that how you're supposed to compensate for the exposure. Okay, like it's crazy. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty cool. That's a lot of work. That's a lot yeah. of work. Well, you know, I don't have n- enough going on in my life. I know. So I, you I, seem I awfully busy time. to be taking on this. Let's explore the film and medium format hobby. Well, you know, the thing is, a lot of what I do is um, fairly straightforward in the photography world. Right. You know, it's not like I don't spend a lot of my day-to-day bread and butter stuff isn't really pushing any boundaries. And so sometimes you got to make an excuse to step out creatively and try something different. You're trying to um, rediscover your passion. Oh, no, I don't have any passion. Okay. <laughs> no, Me I am neither. passionless. Me neither. Yeah. No passion. Thanks, Fred, for that comment. If you're watching and you got a question or comment or you just say, hey, Gary, your hair looks terrible today, uh, that's fine, too. We'd love to hear from you. Throw in those live comments or send us an email. I'm so, exhausted, uh, by the way. Yeah, you got to be just eating nothing but oh, cruise, God, ship, cruise, cruise ship pizza. Oh, and, man, like, cruise food. Well, you got, well, you got to have the pizza. Every night, you got to have some pizza. Before you go to bed, that's just a ritual. You've had a few cocktails, and now it's pizza time, and you go get some pizza, and then you go to bed. And it's Sparrow yeah. Pizza. Uh, they actually have the the brand Sparrow, you know the old mall pizza, Sparrow yeah. oh, yeah. Pizza. You mean right there uh, on board. Sparrow? Sparrows? No, no, no. It's uh, Sparrow. It's just everybody's favorite place to get diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> the best. It's good pizza though. It was good. But uh, are, so you, are you eat pizza at the mall? every night. Do you want diarrhea? Sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, pizza and diarrhea, you were a little upset with our good friend Jim this week. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So the last episode. I was making some stupid joke. You're like, what would you do if you weren't doing photography? And I said something to the effect of like a professional pizza taster or something. Right. I don't know what it was. Just off the cuff. And then, of course, old Jimmy Jam, old Jim Ferrara, buddy of ours and fan of the show. By the way, congratulations on your wedding, Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Jam? Jimmy Jam. Yeah, I don't this know. Is, I just... This is how close I am to Jim. I consider Jim to be a close friend. And uh, when he got married, I didn't know he wasn't already married. That's how, that's well, how, that's how close we are, Gary. Me and Jim is that I didn't even know that he was not married to uh, Natalie. I thought they were married. A, I didn't know. There, we'll talk about the difference between like colleagues and professional friends and and friends that you see. Every I just thought day, they were but, married. Well, no. Here's why I thought they were married. If you've met Jim and you've met Natalie, the question is why haven't you married her earlier? Because that you, yeah, you well, know you 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 know the fact that she's even with you is a miracle. You should be absolutely trying to lock that down. Yeah, that Jim. I'm. It's a real lucky that she stayed as long yeah, as she did. I I'm can't believe gonna, she like, waited for it. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not a bad looking guy, but you're not that good looking. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Jim asserted. Of course, he he comments on the page right away. He leaves a comment. And he says, you know, um, how do you know anything about good pizza? You're from Florida, which just 
blows my mind that that is a it, I just the mentality of something that like own, people have from New York people in New York and New Jersey by the way Chicago too Chicago they think that the pizza that they have is the only good pizza and that every other pizza isn't even worthy to feed to swine and so I'm just swine I, I'm just, this is so antiquated and stupid I mean, like well you know why the bagels are better in New York City because of the the water yeah you get the same crappy tap water that I do. And it's probably more yeah. rust in it. And bagels are basically crappy, too. Yeah, I mean, bagels, it's garbage food. It really is. It's not, I mean, you eat a bagel because it's like, you want cake for breakfast. I don't really it's not, know. Not really. It's not as good as cake. It's, yeah, just, cake it's like is, hard, crusty, you know, bagel is nothing but a delivery device for the cream cheese. And That's salmon. all it is. Yeah, and, and the lox. salmon and lox and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would much prefer a croissant or a croissant. A nice croissant. Croissant. Very good. But I agree with you that um, I've been to New York and I've had the pizza and, eh, you know, it's it's big, thin, cheesy, not so, I mean, no. It's, but I've had, you know. I've had pizza in New Jersey, Manhattan, anywhere you like, all over the state of New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. And I've had pizza where I live and it's fine. Yes. It's, compl- it's the same and I, there's literally no difference. And it all comes from like, one, people thinking that the thing in their city is good. Because they live there. Whatever like, pizza, I, I, whatever pizza you grew up eating is the best pizza in the world. I, I'll tell you, the best pizza in the world is Johnny's Pizza in Monroe, Louisiana, because that's the pizza that I grew up eating, and so I love that pizza. It's my favorite pizza. So I think yeah. that's, I think that affects everybody, and it's just because there are so many people from New York. That's why New York gets that whole "we have the best pizza" thing. But it can't. Yeah, I know. Maybe I, Italy well, has the best pizza. I'm just going to go out on a limb. No, it doesn't actually. Been really? there? Nope. Totally. No? Nope. No. Nope. It's just okay. It's like. Uh, it's like somebody serves. It's like it's all like flatbread pizza would be the closest thing that that we have, and it's that's of, become a thing now too. Everywhere now, it's all the they bring you the pizza on the flatbread on a piece of timber plank from the <laughs> SS Missouri or something. You know what I mean? And they try to dress it's it up. Art, it's artisanal, like it's artisanal, it's artisanal, and it's nothing but a friggin' tortilla with some cheese on it, and they're charging you fifteen twenty for it. Kelly Clore just commented in. She says, I'm about to order pizza. It's such a scam. <laughs> it really is such a scam, the way they bring you the, artisan, the artisanal pizza. And it's like, no. Quesadilla, the same thing. Quesadilla is a giant scam. Two, yeah. two tortillas and some cheddar cheese. Here you go. Yeah, you, you actually go, for what you pay for one quesadilla at Chipotle, you could literally make 100 quesadillas yes. at home that would taste exactly the yeah. same. The yeah. quesadilla is the cop-out of Mexican food. Yes. It is. It is not good. And, and whenever anybody orders it, I just look at me and go, "You're going to pay eight ninety nine for that." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I do it because I I, I, I like so little that yeah you, many, don't eat. you don't eat. But it's my but it's my default. If I can't find anything on the menu I like, well, just bring me the quesadilla. But I never feel, le- I never feel good about it. I always feel but like you're the you least know, adventurous person in the world to eat with. Well, I have no. I can't stand anything spicy or was you it know, because or hot of the cancer or cold or or anything that really has any flavor whatsoever. It was the cancer. It was well. That did, I didn't help. It certainly. Didn't I don't help. know. If, I don't know if, if our audience knew this, but I have a chemical imbalance because of the cancer, Gary. That's because, um, because of the cancer. That's I had real the, sad. I had, the, I had the cancer. Still, I got to say, I, I think anymore. you should be more adventurous with your. That's family. why. That's why I have the microphone in front of me. It's just to hide my neck. with the horrible <laughs> scarring from the cancer. The giant turkey neck that I developed as a result of the cancer. Oh, I'm very man. sensitive. Very sensitive about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't but I don't like to talk about it. No, no, you don't I really don't. I don't like to mention it unless I'm standing on the stage in front of 900 fellow photographers, in which case it's like the first thing. That I'm or say. you're losing an argument. And then yes, whenever I'm you're losing it, I had cancer. 
<laughs> it is the perfect. The, it's like you slap that card yes. down on the table, and you're like, yes. no matter what's going on, I everybody have cancer. Equal, equal only by the people who went to the moon. That's as as the great conversation. Yeah, that'd be it. I went to the moon. Like you win. Yeah. You win. I was in a shooting a job for a client uh, just last week. Twenty eight headshots on location, and the last guy came up. Kind of youngish, like 40s, like early 40s, maybe late 30s. Real handsome guy, like great black That's youngish? Hair. That's youngish? Late 30s? I say. Okay, so basically, whatever age you are is now youngish? Is that what you're No, no, I'm, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying I photographed, a lot, I photographed a lot of people in their 60s and oh, 70s. Okay. For, so, 40s, oh, okay. So for the crowd, he was younger. 30s and 40s is on the younger end of what I photograph okay. a lot of times. Gotcha. So, so the guy comes up, and he's got like really great thick black hair slicked back, and he's got a you know, handsome fellow. And uh, walks up, and as I always do, shake his hand, introduce myself, and and my default is to always find something nice to say to the person when I first meet them. I always like to throw a compliment out there, especially to men, because a man who openly and honestly and unashamedly compliments something on another man is something that is immediately disarming. You know what I mean? It's okay. just like it's you know, and and so I find that that works really, really well with men. You're right about that. I do that sometimes too. And you're right when you see a dude, and you're like, "Hey, man, I like that shirt." That it, it makes a lot of points with you, and right? It, yeah, it's right a lot of off points the bat. It, it yeah. goes like, "I'm here for you," and it's, it's just a nice thing to do. And his hair was so great. I just said, "Dude, you're you're having a great hair day. Your hair looks really great, man." And I was completely sincere about it. And he goes, "Well, uh, you know, thanks for saying that because it uh, it's just growing back in from my chemo." <laughs> I okay. feel like that's unnecessary, though. I mean, what do you say? Like, high five, buddy. Glad you're alive. Let's go take a headshot for two minutes. I'm glad you told me that. Well, I mean, you you already threw out the compliment, and now he's got to go and throw that on top of it, which is you know, which is just I think I feel that's too much. Yeah, I I don't know. All I'm saying is there's nothing. There's I'm very rarely speechless, but there's right. nothing. There's no way to follow up. Yeah, I just had cancer. Just came back from the chemo. Well, the thing about it is, I talk about it all the time because I think when I think about the the scope of my life, the most interesting thing about me is that I had cancer. There's nothing I, I have nothing. I'm always trying to be interesting to people, and there's nothing more interesting than I have than that. And it's because of the type. I, if I had like I don't know leg cancer, then I wouldn't talk about it as much. But because I had tonsil is that cancer, the scientific term leg, leg cancer. It's leg cancer. Just leg leg cancer. Uh, I have, but because it was tonsil cancer. Whenever I whenever I say it, people go tonsil cancer, and then that sparks the whole. I didn't even know you could get tonsil cancer, and and, and so I, it's, I like the it's fact a conversation that you had tonsil starter. cancer because you still have your tonsils. Yes, and that's what I find interesting about it. And you so get I, testicular cancer. They, oh yeah, those are going. They're taking you, the testicular breast cancer, t- whatever cancer. They're they're cutting parts off you most yes, of the time. Yes. And you got cancer in a completely non-essential part of the body in, in a place that, in a in a thing that most people have cut off just for the hell of it. <laughs> And they didn't even. And they didn't. The and they didn't. And they didn't cut them out. Yeah, that's what's. That's what's funny. They, they'll cut your leg off, or your breast, or your testicles, but your tonsils. No, let's keep those in there. Really? <laughs> because this most, is, most people, this most twelve-year-olds, are having them removed just for the hell of it. This is the best we got. This is our plan. Just <laughs> yes. gonna leave them in there. The just leave them in there. Part of my body. Just it's just fine. Leave them in there. It's good. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Anyway, I'm glad you didn't die. I, I love am you. too. You know. But enough I'm about glad me. You're here. Let's talk about photography. Did you see um, Google change their image uh, algorithm thing this week? When you I look, did. when you search images on Google, no longer will there be a button where you can just download the image right away. 
I did see that. Now that's uh, it's it's is that in, in response to some co- sort of copyright? Yes, issue? they were sued by Getty Images, and Getty Images pretty much owns every picture in the world. In fact, this feed that you're watching right now will be owned by Getty Images. The picture the, of Bure's family yes. behind his head now yes. it's owned by Getty. Owned by Getty Images, they pretty much own everything. So um, there's a view image button when you're looking at for Im- images, doing an image search. You can hit view image, it would bring up the image, and you could just download it. They're getting rid- they've gotten rid of that button. So now you have to go to the website where the image is to download it. And the hope is that by doing that, you might read the thing underneath the image that says this is copyrighted and please don't steal it. Well, the great part about that is, is that you know how to keep people from doing stuff is you just make it like one step more difficult. And that will eliminate 75% of people. Yeah. You put, that, you put that, one more click. Going for. Yeah. You one put more one click more and click. probably cut, cut, cut uh, down on millions of copyright frauds. Yeah, and you think about a generation of people now that are the driving part, the largest segment in the workforce, and that are that are the 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 eighteen to thirty five year olds. These are these are people, myself included, who don't like to answer the phone right. because it's too much work to talk to somebody on the phone. I'd rather just text them, right. and that is most people now. Because when the phone rings, you look at it and you look at the face of your phone and you go, ah. <sighs> How bad do I want to talk to mom right now? Right. <laughs> I wish my mom, I wish my dad would learn to text. Um, but, uh, you know, so I think that that's, uh, that's a pretty solid strategy. There's like, they just, you know, it's going to be, I do that a lot. Like I go to view images, especially if I'm um, designing something and I'm looking for a logo or something for a client, like that's an easy way to do it. And so that will make it a little more, di- it's not going to stop it, but it, I be- that's a pretty clever way to sort of arrest the, the amount of people doing that. But ultimately they can screen cap or they can right click and download the the lower res version of it oh, yeah. so i mean i don't know how effective it will be but you know it seems pretty clever you'll still be able to get it if you really want to get it so it'll slow them down but it won't slow them down much i don't think yeah you know i mean that's the that's the, the the problem that has no solution like is is downloading images on the internet incidentally if you're designing something if you have an adobe account i've been using adobe spark to design stuff have you been using that oh, at yeah all? i've been trying that out yeah it's pretty cool Oh, man, it's really cool. We do the headers for all of our blog posts and our email blasts and newsletter and stuff. And uh, you can actually, there's a search. Hey, Marty Newkirk is here. Hi, Marty. Hey, Marty. Um, There is a uh, search feature where you can find, it's like find free images. And so you search within Adobe Spark. And if you type in coffee shop, it'll pull up all these royalty-free kind of stock images of people in coffee shops and coffee and stuff like that. And you can use those in the designs for your graphics, which is so super, super convenient. Um, and, that, you know, there's really no reason to use anybody else's copyrighted work, especially with something like that out there. I think that's totally acceptable. Oh, hey, um, I had something interesting happen to me uh, last week on Facebook uh, in a group that is uh, here in Tampa where brides come in and they ask for recommendations. Mm-hmm. I need a florist and, and, you know, and of course a bunch of photographers lurk in it and, and I, I don't ever <coughs> really reply much in it because someone will say, I need a photographer and there's 8,000 photographers reply and they're willing to shoot for, uh, well, they'll pay you actually to shoot. Uh, so there's just no point. But, um, so someone said, oh, I'm looking for a, uh, a wedding photographer for a beach wedding. And a former client of mine, whose wedding I shot, recommended someone else. Oh! But, he, but now, no, don't, now the client loves me, and the client did not get married on the beach, right? Uh. But she, she, she was like, "Oh, such and such did our engagement photos, and um, you should try them." And her profile picture is my picture that I shot. <laughs> 
that's a big old kick in the nuts. I know. Man. I was, I was like, not... really? Really? I mean, that's my picture on your profile, you know, and you're recommending someone else. I'm like, oh, oh, that was yeah, that, that stung. I don't want to. I don't kids. That that's stung a, that's a, a marketing bit. fail, I think. Yeah. It's gotta like, be what some are you kind doing? Of a... I know you loved wow. me. You loved my pictures and you bought the album and my profile picture is your thing and that's great. And then you recommended somebody else. Yeah, well, you know, um, as you said at the, at the top of the episode, people are a-holes. They are. Well, <laughs> she's a lovely person. And I'm thinking, and I'm sure, like I said, I didn't shoot her beach wedding, you know, and I shot her. She had a regular church wedding, so she probably doesn't think of me as she thinks of the person who shot her on the beach, which was there the are, person. You could ask, there are people in Alaska that think of you as the beach right. wedding photographer. Like, yeah. I, I just don't get that. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so, she, so I'm sure she didn't think of me that way. She thinks of the person who did her engagement session. And that's on the beach, so that's who she thought of, and that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, so you can sleep at night. Yeah, so that I can would, sleep that at night. Would, that would burn me up. Well, yeah, like I said, the, the, it, it would it would burn me up more. I think if my picture wasn't her profile picture, then I'd be like, oh, maybe she doesn't like me. But I know she likes me, and there's the and I know she likes the either picture. The, either that or she forgot that <laughs> who took the profile picture. No. Hey, we got a couple of more people I to have, say hi to I have, in the group I here. Have, uh, I have one bride, and you know who you are if you're, if you're watching this uh, since we shared it in my group and everything. You know who you are. I have one bride whose profile picture is from her wedding, and I shot that wedding. It has to be six years ago. Nice. And it's still her profile pic. Oh, she died and just never closed yeah, her face. That's possible. <laughs> but she's still liking stuff, so I hope someone else taking over her account, maybe. But I love it. I love it. It makes me happy every time I see it's it. Definitely her ghost. Let's say hi to a couple more people that jumped in. John Burge is here. Matthew Blakeburn is here. Kelly Clor and Marty Newkirk, you guys. Carol and Milligan DeAnda is here. John Burge says, happy 150th. I'm so glad you guys are here. Give us some likes and some shares and let people know that this is going on. And then we're going to continue on with the episode because I've got something important to talk about. Yes, let's talk about the important thing. I uh, want to talk about Florida Photography Workshops. Okay. This is coming up in June. And so if you are in Florida, I'm going to be doing a two-day live marketing class at the Florida Photography Workshops. That's in uh, Daytona Beach. And it's, uh, it's, uh, there are five-day classes or four-day classes. I'm doing a two-day class. And it's going to be called Master Your Marketing Live. And basically, it's um, I'm going to be not just doing like a classroom lecture. We're going to be creating all of the content for social media and showing everybody how to do that hands-on. I've never done it before. It's going to be a hands-on how to create marketing materials class. We're going to design email templates. We're going to do absolutely everything that you need. And so uh, I just want to point out before, because if you, if you wait to the end of the episode to talk about this stuff, people just don't hear it. So I figured I'd throw it right in the middle. Most, as of, soon them, as you most go, of them are pretty much tuned out at this point, too, <laughs> yeah. after, the, after the riveting Facebook profile pic story and the previous cancer story. I think we've already lost most of them, but okay. Yeah, it's, it's been a real bummer of an episode. <laughs> a lot of bad things happening to me, but I, was, bad, but I, did, so I did take bad. a cruise. So, yeah, well, that's, that's true. So yeah, it's like, wasn't now, all bad. It was a good week. Now you're back to real life where the pizza isn't unlimited. Yeah. Oh Unlimited my God. pizza is, so is Valhalla. That's and because stuff. we're back, you know, tonight it's going to be, hey, kids, we'll go eat wherever you want to eat because mom and dad are back, and I guarantee you it's going to be pizza. Oh, really? So talk yeah, well, more about the workshop. Tell us about the workshop. Oh, well, there's some great, great instructors. Uh, just go to floridaphotographyworkshops.org, I think, is the website. And there's also a Facebook group. Uh, that you can get into. Look at the great classes, and if you're if you need some help with your marketing, anybody can teach you how to great how to take great pictures. That's fine. You want to learn how to market your photography business? I will be there, and it's going to be fun. And there's probably going to be some drinking involved. Oh yeah. Um, maybe not during class. Maybe during class. I don't know. Don't drink out of my coffee mug, please. 
but that's going to be a good time, and that's in June. So you got some time to sign up for that, and seats are limited in those classes. So make sure that you do that, and I'd like to, uh, I'd like you to join me there. Come and be my friend in RL, in real life. What, what, um, what's it called? Florida Professional Work? Because, you know, I still want to call it by the old name, and so do you. Yeah, it used to be called Florida School Florida Photography, School. and Florida now it's School. called... I'm looking it up, man. Florida Professional just, Workshops? Yeah. Florida Photography Workshops. Yeah. And we, we still want to call it Florida School, which is what it was called for the first hundred years of the organization. And then they changed it to something a little more snazzy. Yeah, I'm going to put a link to it right here in the comments. Well, the, the great thing, the great, everyone I know who's ever been to that school always says it has tremendously helped their business because you well, get so much, it's so intense. You get, you know, a full day or two days or three days or whatever you sign up for. It's all day, every day with one person teaching you everything. Right. I am blown away by, um, you know, so people spend a lot of money to go to big conventions and see these big names in the industry speak from like the 50th row of a thousand seat auditorium. Right. And then later in the for year, an hour. that same... Yeah, for an hour. And later in the year, that same person says, I'll spend a week with you for 500 bucks. And you're, yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, it's completely, completely worth it. Um, and I've done it before. The first time uh, – hey, Kevin Newsom's here. Um, the first time I took Florida Photography Workshops was 13 or 14 years ago with a, a guy called Frank Criccio. And if you know Frank Criccio, the dude's like – he invented stuff that people use today. He's just an amazing, amazing uh, photographer, old school man, guy from Texas, I think. Um, and that set up the foundation of everything I have ever known about using studio lighting was from that week I spent with Frank Criccio. Really? Absolutely changed my life, changed my business. Yeah, fantastic. That's just totally worth it. Don't want to make the whole thing a commercial. Head to floridaphotographyworkshops.org and you can see there's some amazing classes. If you want to hang out with me, it's two-day commitment. That's all. Come hang out and we're going to have a good time. So that's pretty much it. That's it. Oh, also, I'm going to WPPI this week. Is this week? Yeah, I leave on Friday. Dude, I got a six. I got a six a.m. flight. You are traveling like crazy. Yeah, well, it's convention season. Somebody said that uh, you know because what happens is that I've got w- one convention in January, one in February, one in March, and one in April. So they're all they're a month apart. But you have to start promoting these things in advance. So I'm I'm doing like. Uh, you know, they always send you these like flyers and graphics to post on your social media and I'm posting them and I feel like it's very confusing because they're all so close together. But this is convention season. Most of the big photography organizations that have a big, big convention have them in the wintertime because most photographers, if you go to like the basically the entire northern half of the United States, aren't as busy this time of year. So they're more likely to get into a car or get on a plane and head to a convention. So January, February, March, and April, you get a ton of conventions. And so right. it seems like it. But after after April, with the exception of Florida Photography Workshops, and I'm doing a, a thing for Texas Summerfest in June, I've got no other speaking gigs. Like, that's it. It's convention season. Make hay while the sun's out and then and move on. All right. No, well, anyway, so it seems like it. But uh, I, I take lots of pictures for money also so one of the questions i asked people when i was on vacation when i was in jamaica i kept asking every jamaican that i came in contact with don't you get sick of bob marley <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you know where i can get some weed no <laughs> no but when we were on the beach there was definitely some weed you could smell you know there was there was like some there was some uh, locals hanging over by the rocks and then suddenly there was a unique smell coming from the rocks and then yes. several people on the cruise ship decided to wander over and Take a look at the trinkets that were for sale over by the rocks. I'm pretty sure those, that's not what they were buying. Yeah, uh, it was a ceramic turtle with a fifth inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, don't you get sick of Bob Marley? No, no, man. 
No. I'm like, really? Don't let them fool you. You've heard that every day your entire Three life. little birds. You know, yeah. come on. We jamming. Like, really? You're not sick about... Because he hasn't made any new records. You know? Because he's dead. Yes. He's been dead for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be sick about. I mean, I got. Yeah. I'm not laughing at Bob Marley. I death, love Bruce Springsteen, but if I worked I'm laughing at your face, you know, but I I love Bruce Springsteen, but if but but if you, imagine you you lived in America and you had a huge tourism trade and everybody who came here came to your place and your place had to play Bruce Springsteen all day every day, wouldn't you be sick of Bruce Springsteen? Dude, I live in Orlando. Who's a leader of the uh, yeah. club that's made for you and me? Right. Am I the, yeah. Uh, believe you're getting, me. You're not getting in your car on the way home and going, you know, put on uh, When You Wish Upon a Star for me. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Actually, uh, I have little, little kids, and that song right. plays quite a lot. Yeah, but, yeah right, I get your point. But because you have to play it. It's, well, not yeah. like, you know, it's not like you're loading up the iPod for your own personal use with Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> I tell you what, it's very soothing. Like, <laughs> it's no, let him fool you. And as far as I can tell, he only had like four songs. Because yeah. you hear the same four over and over again. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure he died pretty young, you know? Um, and so, there, I mean, it's it's almost like uh, like Sublime, you know? Like they, somehow people just still are like crazy for Sublime. I see it, bumper stickers and stuff. And like the guy died so many, like they put out, they he died right when they got famous. Right. Just And Bob Marley died pretty young as far as I can recall. Like how much music could he have possibly put out? In that in that amount of time, oh, I always wonder about that. You know, the one I think about a lot with that is uh, Jim Croce. Yeah, Jim Croce. That guy could write a song and could play a song and and had a bunch of hits. And then there, here, and then you know, as so many of them do, he thought it would be a good idea to get into a small prop plane on a stormy night and fly to a gig. You're, yeah, if I become successful, you're not getting me into a Cessna for all the money in China. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wanted to say something comforting on the side, like. Virgin Atlantic. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh, you're nope. so successful now. We need to get you on a small prop plane. Are you trying to kill me? I'm, I'm it's the recipe for to, disaster. To, yeah, I'm successful enough to pay for a plane with a dang jet engine. Or just a, a big yeah. bus or something, but you're not getting me. Because that's the way it always is. It's never the guy you never heard of that dies in the Cessna. It's I. It's Buddy Holly. It's Jim Croce. It's the guy who's the big finally, He's finally hit it. He's making it. And that's when we get you on the little small plane and kill you. It's almost like a rock legend conspiracy. You could really? be like, yeah, like you get into a small prop plane to go somewhere. You, we could start a service. What if we started a travel service and we'll just call it like, you're not going to die airlines or something. <laughs> we specialize in getting celebrities from point A to point B without crashing into the side of a mountain. Okay. Like that's, that's yeah. our specialty. Yeah. I would like that. I would. Go I think with the that. name could do with a little jazzing up. You know, we'll, we'll take that to the marketing department. Yeah, because the minute somebody dies, now you got to redo your whole logo. And, and then everything. it could be like, hey, then it comes do you only want to burn out or fade away, yeah. right? <laughs> Fly with us. Yeah, change your name to only one person has died. Airlines. <laughs> yeah, no accidents for yeah. twenty-two days. Safety record: <laughs> twenty-two days. <laughs> no dead rock stars. 22 days. <laughs> we dead have killed star. a celebrity in 12. <laughs> yes. Zero it out. It would be, just... be dead rock star free for 22 days. I'd just be crossing my fingers and hope that Kanye West would hire us at some point. Oh. Because that would be the one. I wouldn't mind crashing a plane to the side of the mountain to rid the world of Kanye that West. That guy. That guy. All right. No, so he... are we done? What time is it? We're about wrapped up, aren't we? I know it's 100. I thought we'd do a giant size 150th episode. Every episode we do is giant size. <laughs> They really kind are. Of is. They kind of are. Um, I get, you know, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah, we didn't. You know what? We, we skipped a big piece of photography news in the last couple of weeks. Oh, go. Life Touch. 
Uh, for sale, right? Got bought. Oh, got bought. By Shutterfly. And Shutterfly is... They're the, like an online lab. Oh, right, online yeah. order things, right? Yeah, why did we not talk about this? Well, that's some synergy right now because LifeTouch is probably the biggest single printing client for any lab, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they're basically going to try and make LifeTouch, like, not from the 80s. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> my question. Does LifeTouch have their own labs, or do they use a lab? Because if LifeTouch uses a lab, and I'm there's that There's no lab, way that they don't print their own stuff. If you, There's a certain amount of volume you get to that it's just cost-effective. Right. Because yeah. that would just be really crushing, right? If you were LifeTouch's lab, and suddenly they got bought by a lab. <laughs> oh, damn. No. Yeah, yeah that's know. pretty much you're done. Yeah, you're done, you know that's I'm sure somebody got hurt real bad in this merger or this purchase. Is a Shutter, This is from a couple weeks ago. Shutterfly has announced that it has agreed to acquire LifeTouch, the employee owned photography company best known for being the national leader in school pictures the purchase price is 825 million dollars in cash let me tell you something how many guys did it take to carry that much cash to the bank if the guy is running if the guy who's running life touch is about to get like a 50 million dollar payday and he comes out with the i'm going to continue to work you know and run life touch from within shutterfly that guy's dead to me you know if you want to continue to run your company just run your company. But the whole, I'm going to sell my company to another company, make a lot of money, and still go to work every day? And screw, still probably get that $2 million, $3 million salary. Screw or that. I'm done. If I'm selling my company to you, because that's what they say. They'll say, we, we'll buy your company, but we need you to stay on board and run it. No. No. no, no. He just costanzaed his way out of that one. He just yeah. left on a high note. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm out, baby. I want to take my money and run. If I've got to, if I got to continue to run my company, then then I don't want the evil overlords overseeing me now who bought me. Yeah, and they're probably foreign. You know, that's that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> Are the foreign evil overlords worse than the local, the native? No, I mean, the, the level of equal is, is actually the same. They're just much harder to understand in meetings. Okay. All right. <laughs> Carol, the end, it says, for $825 million, I would move to Hawaii and be gone. Yes, I would be gone, too. I'd be like, I'd be like Andy Dufresne on the beach in Mexico. at the Zawatanejo. Yeah, I'd be the, the, out, there, out there sanding down a boat or something. Well, I'd be sitting to the side and watching the guy I paid sand down the boat. Yeah, in the shade. Yeah. With a cocktail. Right. That'd be, that I'm be done. And a quesadilla. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> a really good quesadilla. Just what? Yeah, it's got to have something else. Made it. It can't from, just can't made just from, be cheap. Made from El Diablo, a Mexican <laughs> fighting chicken. <laughs> a little Tal- Talladega Nights reference there. Yeah, that's uh, you know what we should just do is uh, have a whole podcast that's just movie movies references and 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 a hat, I, I would yeah. like to try to have a conversation where you were only allowed to say movie quotes. I'm not sure we could do it. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Now maybe that'll be episode one fifty one. Okay, because right 151, now one fifty one. There you go. Are, we yeah. we fire up the Bacardi. <laughs> Every episode of the Photobomb Podcast is now themed. That's yeah. how we're going to do it. Bacardi one fifty one. That would be sponsored by Bacardi. And I actually it. quite like Bacardi, so I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I drink it. I drink it with uh with Lacroix. Anyway, sponsors Lacroix. Anybody? That's LaCroix. where they where they where someone takes a sip of orange and then blows onto the can and that's how they get the infusion <laughs> because it, it doesn't taste like I saw somebody post and said it's like drinking bubbly water where there's someone in the next room yelling the name of a fruit. That's about right. <laughs> that's about right. 
Oh my goodness gracious! All right, let's uh, let's call it. All right, we got to call it. So those of you who are watching on Facebook, this is episode one fifty one, which will uh, be debuting tomorrow, Monday. Uh, but you have have been able to watch it live. You lucky so and so. You are so lucky. Uh, don't forget, you can find us online, facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. You can find us at photobombpodcast.com. You can find Gary at hughesfioretti.com. Yep. You can find me at blu-rayperry.com. And you can email us, questions at photobombpodcast.com. And we will see you back here again next week. All right. See you later. Mm-hmm.